Support for Market Foolery comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, who are excited to introduce their all new Rate Shield approval. If you're in the market to buy a home, Rate Shield approval is a real game changer, and here's why Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. If the rates go up, your rate stays the same. But if rates go down, your rate also drops. So you win either way. It's the kind of thinking you would expect from America's largest mortgage lender. And to get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com slash fool. It's Wednesday, August 22nd. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me in studio. Again. Again. Set to, back by popular demand. It's there, was, well, there was one uh, one nice note, so I'm back. Exactly. I'm so, <laughs> Seth I'm like a golden house. retriever. All I want is, is uh, some adulation. Well, you know what? I wanted you in here because uh, your hometown, maybe not hometown, your home state retailer, Target is is uh, is crushing it, and we're we're also going to talk about Lowe's, uh, but let's start with Target because their second quarter report pretty was good. A, <laughs> if by pretty good you mean best same store sales growth in over a decade, then yes, pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. They uh, they talk about the comp uh, was six six and a half percent, six point three percent, something like that. That's that includes online. Online sales uh, growth was huge, forty one percent. But the real sort of in in the bricks and mortar comp was still pretty strong, four point nine percent. I think I saw in the. Uh, in the release, uh, so that's pretty good for them because you get more people in. You've already you already paid for the store. You're paying for it. You're paying the people to work there. So obviously, this is a very important indicator for retailers. And not a lot of uh, good reports from certain retailers uh, on this number for months and months and months. And now Target has kind of turned it around. The online thing is great. We saw something similar from Walmart. Turns out uh, you don't have to buy everything from Amazon, and people are figuring that out as well. Well, and Smart of uh, Brian Cornell and his team at Target for for executing, because th- there have been struggles that Target has had, and they've pretty much stuck to the plan that uh, Cornell laid out a few years ago. Particularly when you think about how um, they made pretty large strategic moves, um, some of which were geared towards building out the e-commerce. I'm thinking primarily about the decision to sell the pharmacies to CVS Health mm-hmm. and just say, you know what, we need to focus on other things. Yeah, that's a complex business that somebody else can do better and just keep it in our store. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, the grocery thing is, uh, is still an area where they probably don't have quite the, uh, the level of service you could get from something, uh, someone like a Walmart. Uh, currently, uh, I, mean, I mean, I shop at uh, Target pretty often. There's one near us, and it doesn't occur to me that it's much of a grocery store, although there's a small store in there. Whereas when I go places, if I go buy a, a Super Walmart, to me, that's as good or better than most grocery stores. You're going to find great produce and everything else. But that's an opportunity for them. If they can just sort of rise to the level of competence there, they're in good shape. And then in uh, more urban areas, I think they've got some good advantages with their delivery. They really appeal to a more uh, hip, younger customer in ways that a Walmart never will. And uh, they seem to be taking good advantage of that as well. So, I'm wondering if uh, this... <laughs> What they've just done in the second quarter, if this puts them on a really great path for the next six months, or if it increases the pressure. Because if you just think about the quarter that they're in right now, it includes obviously the back to school uh, event, and then you've got the holidays. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they had their own 
sale, right, to uh, try and compete with Amazon's made up holiday where everybody buys stuff online. They Wait, did, did one Target as well. do that? They did one as well. And apparently they said it was it, it worked out very well for them. Um, okay. I totally missed that they did that. So, yeah. So, if you run a, a large chain of stores out there, it turns out that if you get on that their Instagram and you make, make a fake holiday, you might sell a bunch more stuff. We should try that here. <laughs> I'll see what we can do. Um, with our little, you know, shop.fool.com. Yeah, let's th- let's take some suggestions from listeners. Email us, market or you can hit us up on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, but does this like we see the stock responding with Target? When you look at the stock right now, do you think okay, this thing's still got room to run, or do you feel like ooh, this is this is starting to get a little pricey? Uh, I think I think it's okay. It, it all depends a little bit on the execution. I think they'll probably continue to 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 grow in this way. But the the wild card, of course, for for any company out there right now is the economy. Now, Target is so big that it, they'll remain established no matter what happens there. But I would say that probably the only thing that will uh, throw a wrench in the works for Target is if we have kind of a consumer spending pullback. But it doesn't look like we've got one of those on the way. Lowe's second quarter. Kind of as expected, was pretty good, pretty but good. not as good as Home Depot's second quarter. But this is what we've seen for the last few years. Yeah, I mean, uh, the good news, the bad news, not not quite as great as Home Depot, uh, and uh, the market was, I guess, a little bit moody. Pre-market, the stock was down, and then it's up pretty now it's percent up, or something. Now like it's that. up eight percent, and yeah. I'm I'm assuming at least some of that is because of Marvin Ellison, the CEO, and 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 sort of his. Coming out and being very specific about this is what because the other news with with Lowe's uh, beyond just sort of the results was the decision uh, that Ellison talked about to shut down. They they have this other brand which is yeah like uh, smaller uh, hardware stores and that lowered their guidance by shedding. I think there's about a hundred of them and they said we're getting rid of that, uh, which makes some sense. I think they need to concentrate right. on those big 99, boxes. 99 Orchard Supply Hardware. Yeah. And they're, by the end of the year, they're just shutting all those down. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. They need to concentrate. They've got a very strong competitor in Home Depot. And, uh, you know, so that is the... That's the extent of the bad news, and it's not such bad news. What's uh, probably better news for them and worse news for other uh, others in the space? Smaller competitors like Lumber Liquidators, Tile Shop, uh, Floor and Decor—they're they're not doing very well. I mean, they're underperforming. So smaller companies uh, that uh, supposedly uh, sell higher-end uh, uh, product, at least in some of the categories like flooring, and they are not seeing the same kind of sales growth. At all, in some cases, like uh, they're they're seeing sales decline still, so uh, it's pretty interesting because the housing market is not so great, but the big box home improvement outfits have really kind of taken over this space, and there aren't uh, even enough crumbs left for the smaller players at this point. So we've talked about a bunch of housing-related businesses over the last couple of weeks, including uh, yesterday on the show talking about Toll Brothers. You know, so home builders, realtors. You and I talked about that last week, and obviously home improvement. For someone like me, who looks at their stock portfolio and sees really no exposure to the housing industry whatsoever, my assumption is that home improvement stocks. Are maybe the easiest way to get housing exposure in your portfolio. I would say that's a fair uh, a fair assessment. Also, one of the safer uh, the two of these. There are you know, arguments out there. I saw a headline that some analysts said Home Depot is the better company, Lowe's is the better stock. 
I don't know if I agree with uh, the second part of that. I think in the long run, the better company is always the better stock. And between the two of those, the 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 uh, if you just look at the multiples, the pricing is not too different. So I would probably stick with the one that's doing better. Although there's maybe more room for improvement at Lowe's, I doubt it'll be such a dramatic improvement that they'll be able to eclipse Home Depot. Speaking of housing, because of rising interest rates, a lot of unpredictability when it comes to buying a home. And our friends at Quicken Loans are here to help. They've got something called the power buying process. And here's how it works. Quicken Loans will verify your income, assets, and credit in less than 24 hours to give you a verified approval, and that gives you the strength of a cash buyer. So, once you're verified, you qualify for their all-new exclusive rate shield approval. They'll lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. And the best part is, if the rates go up, your rate stays the same. If rates go down, your rate also drops, so you win either way. It's exactly what you should expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash fool. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states, not 47 states like some of those fly-by-night operations. They're licensed in or all 50. zero, like me. Exactly. <laughs> Seth Jason, licensed in no states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. Um, so, Red Robin Gourmet Burgers also reported their, their second quarter report was not great. Their you know, profits and revenue came in lower than expected. They had negative comps, which were expected, but the they were even lower than expected. The bottomless was... fry pit isn't isn't helping <laughs> things out because it appeals to me, which 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 kind of confirms my belief, which is that if if I'm shopping in your store, you're probably not doing really very well. <laughs> so I, I I I don't really want to talk about Red Robin. I just want to use it as a pivot to talk about Culvers oh, because that's Culvers. Yeah, it's, again, Culvers, a Midwestern chain, which I was surprised to learn. Looking at Red Robin, they've got about 530 locations. Mm-hmm. Culver's has over 650 locations, yeah. and somehow, pretty much all of them are in the Midwest United there States. There are a lot of people listening to the podcast who probably don't know what we're talking about. I didn't know I what. I can cu- explain it quickly. Culver's is McDonald's too, and not McDonald's in the sense that what we're used to from McDonald's, and we think of things like a little bit seedy, ubiquitous, lower food quality, and not so clean. Culver's is what McDonald's was when it started, and when Ray Kroc was running around and the McDonald's brothers were holding the restaurants up to super high standards. Nice people work in there, smiley, very clean. They actually bring the food out to your table for you, but it, it doesn't take long. The burgers are great. I think they're better than Five Guys, better than Shake Shack. Uh, they're not oh, very expensive. The premium is not uh, very high. The quality is super high. And uh, I even looked at franchising years ago before they were quite this big. And at the time, they gave you a, a protected turf, which was which was good. Um, and so they've grown like crazy. And when we are on a road trip, uh, we will often eat at McDonald's just because you get what you expect. And, and no surprises. Very few surprises, except for the people who buy salad. But I mean, come on, salad at McDonald's? What are you thinking, everybody? Come on, people. And uh, Culver's. If there's a Culver's, we will, you know, cross your legs and hold it and do the peepee dance in the back because. <laughs> I'll hold it to get to that Culver's down the road because the food quality is just that much better. I don't think Culver's advertising department is necessarily going to use that as a pull quote for for a poster, but it's you know Seth Jason will hold his urine just to get to Culver's. Um, 
So, why is the closest one to where you and I are sitting in Winston-Salem, North Carolina? I come on, Culvers, come come to your nation's capital. We've got enough. They tend to be in kind of a bit more of a rural-ish uh, market. You think of maybe Tractor Supply and Culvers probably have uh, quite a bit of overlap. And uh, maybe we're not rural-ish enough. But Culvers, come on, you can get out. I mean, Front Royal. I would love to see one in Front Royal. Anybody on their way, you know, down to Roanoke or heading out uh, out that way, Front Royal would be a great place for a Culvers. I'm going to go back to that franchising page. Okay, everybody, you didn't hear that. <laughs> Seth Jason gets right of first refusal on the franchising rights to the Front Royal Culvers coming in 2019. I think all they have there is like a McDonald's and a few. Yeah. No, Front Royal's getting a little built it's up. It's a little bigger. There's some. There's some other. I mean, there's like a, I forget. There's a name of like a deli there, McAllister's Deli, and some other stuff where we stop to eat when we're on our way out that way. But uh, I don't think there's. Uh, High-quality fast food like a Culver's, I don't think exists there at this point. All right, get on that real quick before uh, before we wrap up. Uh, Sixty-seven days to the Marine Corps Marathon. How are you feeling? Ooh, pretty good. Uh, as we discussed and, and, and looped Dan in the conversation, it's hot and humid here. So anybody else out there training for that fall marathon in this kind of weather, remember to wear the right clothes. We had some unfortunate uh, chafing situations, only remedied by uh, by diaper cream. Uh, which I was lucky to find in the house, seven-year-old tube from when my girl was little. And uh, but things are going okay. How about you? Uh, they're they're going okay. Um, like you, dealing with the heat and humidity. And uh, I would I would pay hundreds of dollars for the people running the Marine Corps Marathon to activate a weather machine to just make sure that it's not ungodly hot this year. Unseasonably hot, I should say, it's as it has been a of times. the last two times. I see. The, I don't remember the warm Marine Corps. Maybe that's because I run it in the afternoon, so it always feels cool to me. Because, I mean, it's, it's 85 or 90 every day when I train for Marine Corps Marathon, because that's just when I run. But I do remember some that were freezing cold at the start. And then I remember one where it was so freezing cold at the start, I wore tights, and four miles in, I was boiling it, and I was looking for somebody who maybe had like scissors or something, because I just wanted to stop and cut the legs off them. I was dying. I think maybe the reason you don't uh, the the warm ones don't stick out in your mind is you probably didn't end up in a medical tent when it was over. Oh, that's right. You have your heat, uh, your heat issues. Yeah. I, I deal pretty well with the heat. Uh, just, um, I think, Little bit of luck on the body shape, and then uh, a lot of experience with it. I have a, a good indicator for if my neck, if it feels like I have an inner tube of warm air around my neck, then I know I have to stop and walk. And everyone remember that drinking more is not going to help you. If you're too hot, you need to walk, and you might need to stop drinking. You might have been drinking too much already. Drink when you're thirsty, but if you feel too hot, you feel dizzy, walk, stop, get in the shade. See, between that and the advice on uh, alternative uses uh, uses for diaper cream, I mean, you're not getting that on Bloomberg Radio. Not at all. And I think this is more just a primary use on diaper cream. And I have to recommend the Desitin 40%, even though it smells like fish. For some reason, there's cod liver oil. Even though you are going to walk around smelling like fish, if you get in this situation, go for the Desitin. You're definitely not getting that on Bloomberg. Seth Jason, thanks for being here. You're welcome. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.